everybody. Welcome back to the College Football Uncensored podcast, brought to you by Texas Pete. Chris, it's been a while shut since up, you've Tyler. Been Texas. Just Pete. shut up. Shut up. Just be quiet. Let's start this. Let's start this out the way it needs to be started, and that is by saying, "Welcome in." I'm your host, Chris Marler, and I'm I'm joined by your world champion co-host, Let's Tyler go. Huck. Let's fucking go. I think Come my on now. Part of any any celebration ever. This I watched this a bunch last night because it's my favorite celebration of any <laughs> any championship was when the Phillies won the World Series. You remember this? The uh, Phillies won the World Series in like I don't know 2009, and and they they got up on stage like they did like the little parade and whatever. And Chase Utley walks up to the mic and just very casually he's like. Like, and Chase Utley, like his hair's all slicked back. He looks like if like Marv from Home Alone like slicked his hair back. He does not look like a very kempt person. Okay. 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 Um, he goes up on stage and he says, "World champions," and the whole place starts going nuts. And he goes, "World fucking champions," and the whole place loses it. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was feeling last night. I was very happy for you. Very happy for all Braves fans. Um, yeah, man, uh, dude, uh, Max Freed. Yeah, Delph. I mean, if it wasn't the Solaire absolute nuke shot, um, Max Freed, after his ankle got stepped on, just went into a different dimension. I've, yeah, I've, I mean, that's a that's a legendary performance. I think they said yeah. that's the first time ever that someone in the World Series. I can't. I could be wrong. It seems wrong, but I feel like they said this first one to ever go six innings of, of no hit ball uh, or, or no run ball in the world series, maybe at his age or something like that. Like no run ball, no run, uh, just legendary performance. I mean, it f- feels good. feels good. Yeah. See if Georgia can continue the, the trend here in the state. I hope not. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> hey, listen, before we move on, we're brought to you by Texas Pete downset sauce. Like you mean it. I, I was, I was, I was beckoning you to come yeah. do an ad read. Yeah, I can do. I can do that. Oh, wow, that's weird. Oh. <laughs> um, here's the deal, guys. Legendary performance by Max Fried and the Bravos, uh, Los Bravos. Um, legendary performance we're going to see this weekend, probably in Tuscaloosa, probably another one in Athens, um, probably a couple of cities all over the southeast. But I think also at every single home involving Texas Pete, you're going to see a legendary performance this weekend. And that is because downset sauce like you mean it you see a legendary performance out of these guys every time you open the damn bottle okay oh hell right i'm not gonna say hell right brother um you know listen we get excited about our foods here i'm eating some popcorn right now uh i didn't put any text peak dust on it but that might be a good addition i did have some nashville uh hot chicken earlier that i didn't know was nashville hot chicken so i decided to put a little texas peat wing sauce in it that mm. became Nashville fire in your mouth chicken. And that was a lot for me, but it was still yeah. very good. So um, <laughs> add some flavor, add some legends, add some, um, some legendary flavor, add both uh, this weekend to your tailgate. Send us some pictures of your tailgate, uh, what you guys got cooking up um, before the big games, before your big game. Um, or like I said, if you are tailgating like at an SEC campus or even a non-SEC campus. Um, we got some action going on right now. I'd still love to see some food. So send us your, your best, um, Pete picks and we'll go from there. Pete picks pit pod. No longer a pit pod. No longer a pit pod. Yeah. 
Uh, weird, weird, weird loss from to Miami this weekend for them. Um, yeah. All right, we're back for some picks this week. Um, there's a lot going on. I mean, we've got an uncensored moment uh, for the ages to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I changed monkey all... and a stripper. <laughs> it's, this is it's only in college football. Could this be something you know that is talked about and is a, is a storyline? I was having a conversation with this girl. Uh, Barbara Yance uh, the other day, one of my good friends. And she said, she, she was like, she's like, why are you calling me? It's like late. And I was like, Oh, you know, I just got done. This like, you know, here's my day. Then we had to redo this whole thing. Uh, or we, we like got done like recording a podcast. And as soon as we get done, we get this update about this issue with a monkey. And she's like, that's not, that's not news. Like no one cares about that in college football. And I was like, Oh, contraire. Everyone cared about it. It was <laughs> what a story. <laughs> so, Let's just hit that first, I think, because it's it's so fresh on the mind. I've I've changed all of my fa- uh, fantasy football team names to Pole Assassin. That's it's nice. I'm all in here. Yeah. Um, Jeff Banks, he former Alabama coach, right? <laughs> I can't. I couldn't post this on Instagram because he follows us. <laughs> so here's here's the timeline. Um, he was a coach at Alabama, correct? Mm-hmm. And he. Late 2017, he separated from his wife, left his wife, three kids. Early 2018, he's with this girl. Her name's Danielle. Seems like no, a nice not. girl. Well, she's, she doesn't go by Danielle. That's her real name. She goes by Pole Assassin, and she's a stripper that has a has a, a stage that has a monkey on it that is up there it with is- her when she does her performances. I tread so carefully when I was talking about this story because I was just like, maybe that's what fucking Allie did. Like, maybe that's maybe that's what's been going on this whole time. Like, Allie's dating some fucking big dick stripper named Pole Assassin that is like apparently. I mean, like for real, because I was like, what what could be happening here? This is an insane story. So yeah, she they I guess so. Jeff Banks is no longer at Alabama. He's now at Texas. Right. Apparently, over the weekend, have a how they they set up like a haunted house in their yard, like a little corn maze for the for the neighborhood children to come. You know, uh, apparently, a child went out of the party area, and she went to social media and made a video of how she's like, this "See, great. you come back here. There's clearly a sign. Like she probably just put up the sign right before she I made know. This video. Hold on. <laughs> I think I think the sign was probably already there. Okay, but what I love about social media is that you know that everyone was already like all in on the story, yep. and and this poor woman is like defending her life and defending her honor because her name is already Pole Assassin. Right. And then, and like like you don't links, you don't carry a lot of credibility when your name is Pole Assassin. You don't. You yeah. don't. My dad's name is Dyke, and I thought that was tough. But I mean, my God, Pole Assassin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. So you like you you go into this like backyard and she's showing everything and I was like oh no, oh no and like the more you get the further back you get it was like I I I honestly believed it, her it was like Tiger King like back in it her was. backyard was that a snake hanging from the vine or was that a vine <laughs> did you see what I'm talking about you know what I'm talking about yes okay well there was multiple <laughs> cages so I mean as you do when your name is yeah. Paul Assassin um but no I, I sat there and watched it and I was like. She posted this thing and she's like, it's like it's sad that you have to go on here and make videos to defend yourself. And somebody like she was like, Look, it says do not enter. And somebody, because it's the internet, of course, was like, Yeah, you clearly just made that. Nice try. And I was like, <laughs> it's just like, and you know, that person didn't give a fuck. They were just kidding around. 
but yeah um go this on. is why you never take to social media to defend yourself because Yikes, i've done that a lot yeah i know this is a Thanks, subtle man. message to you um no but uh because the internet's going to turn on you no matter what yeah. um the best part about this again so anyways the, the the child goes back into this uh jungle they've set up back here and is attacked by the uh what's now being called an emotional support monkey mm-hmm. Which um, as you do yep as one has and um now it's become public and now everyone's starting to figure out this whole story of jeff banks who looks like he's like he teaches like elementary school band yeah just this yeah. nerdy looking white dude and the, pole assassin guess, it was hard for me to figure out where how he got into how he fell in love with the stripper like I, i've seen i've watched people not fall a in typical love with the match and i i you know i just you see the two of them it just doesn't seem like something yeah. you would normally see have you ever been in love with a stripper uh you have a wife so be careful yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this we'll move on real quick i just want to tell you my one fam- favorite stripper story I'll tell you two. I'll tell you three. Um, I'll tell you two. <laughs> One time we were at the Red Garter Saloon in Key West. And I remember this girl had about 97 piercings. And we bought my buddy a private dance. And he, as he's closing the curtains, I see him like, like wave, like, no, no, pull those back up. Because she was giving him a private dance. <laughs> and he demanded... She put on all of her clothes. And then he told us later, he goes, Chris, I told her things I haven't even told my best friends. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Um, my favorite was, I remember, this is a, I think I'm allowed to tell this story. Uh, I mean, I'm going to. If so you're questioning it, it's probably a bad idea. So, um, went to the Red Garter Saloon, not Red Garter Saloon, there's Tattletales in Atlanta, which mm. is just It disgusting. looks like a... Uh, gas station fucking elks lodge yeah it's disgusting yeah. <laughs> um i've been there before and there's been girls that have come up on stage to create songs like for real so i go to tattletales it's been <laughs> around ones? since 19 19- <laughs> i'm not gonna tell you which ones <laughs> none of the good ones bro it's like if they would have came up to like what if like what if what if <laughs> I would have been fired uh, up. Um, so the- <laughs> and she's just climbing up the pole. <laughs> just, yeah, there you go. That'd be good. Um, this is gonna turn into we are a creed podcast, let's just say it. So I okay, so I'm is there gonna, any doubt? I'm going there. I'm going there. Um, the last night I'm living with my best friend. Okay, I think I can tell the story. So nothing bad happened. So it's like so it's like me and two of my buddies. Here, I am, I got you. And I just remember getting like blackout drunk because I was really sad. He was moving out. You know, there's just like a tough day, right? So they're like, well, why don't we just take Chris to the strip club so we can cheer him up? And I was like, I hate strip clubs. It's a money pit. I don't even like being here, but fine, I'll go. So we go. We're there till like three or four in the morning. And I like, I had hit it off with this girl who was a cocktail waitress. And I remember the next day I, I get, I like, I reach in my pocket and I've got her number. She had written down her number, put it in my pocket. And she's like, call me. You're really cute. Like, Liz, so, so I and you're figuring her. cocktail waitress, you know, Don't she's start. not going to be into the scandalous stuff, right? I mean, no. she's just there, she's just there serving drinks, not you know? a tattletales. So, so her, na- her name ends up being <laughs> Yelizaveta. Um, oh, she's Russian, sounds beautiful. beautiful. Um, we watched Rocky Four together, strong but, jaw, 
<laughs> she, she was a man. Um, <laughs> she beat me in arm wrestling. That's how I found out. No, no, she was, I mean, she was like, she ended up being great. She was nice. But I got into this huge argument with my friends and you guys can weigh in on this because I, to this day, I was like, she's not a stripper. She's not a stripper. She's a cocktail server. Mm, yeah. And they were like, they're arguing back and forth. Like, she's a stripper, Chris. I'm like, she's not a stripper. She's a cocktail server. Her clothes were never off last night. And they're like, she's a stripper, Chris. And I was like, <laughs> she's a fucking cocktail server. And finally, Jeff comes over the top and he goes, bankers work at banks, Chris. Bankers work at banks. <laughs> and that's how we, that's how we <laughs> solve the whole Russian stripper crisis of 2014. I love that. That's a fantastic story. I know. My mom hated it. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, anyways, Pole Assassin, just a fantastic college football story. Um, I mean, Pole Assassin. You know, like, for real, last thing we'll say on it, I, I feel for I feel for Jeff Banks' wife. Just yeah, because of what I'm going through currently, I'm like, bro, I just can't imagine you going to listen, her name is... Her name's Pole Assassin. You're leaving me for Pole Assassin? That's craziness. It, yeah, I do. I do feel bad for his wife. Um, Ex-wife, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, first college football playoff rankings came out this week. <laughs> I love it because it's so predictable. It's just like so predictable that everyone gets angry no matter what. Right. Um, Georgia, number one. Which we said on the on the last podcast. I ain't played nobody. How could you put them one when you got Bama right there? Yeah, they ain't beat Bama yet. Yeah, and won't. Um, nah, uh, Bama's two, which had everyone in a tizzy. Was that the shit? Friend of the show, Danny Canal, not happy. Predictably, did he not say anything? Did he say something? Oh, he was. Yeah, he said something boy, like un- unbelievable or something like that. It's funny because I, I immediately went to his Twitter to find out what he said. And he the only thing I could find was him saying something like, remember, guys, there's no reason to get upset about any of this um, because none of this matters. And it was like, oh, OK, good, good. I do love that Danny Phil felt comfortable enough to come on the podcast and straight up admit that he is 10 out of 10 trolling on Twitter. Yeah, because he always claims that he's not other places. No, he definitely is. He's, I mean, but like, he doesn't like out of love. He's a good dude. Oh, he's a fantastic dude. But he just, I, I love that nobody really knows or can tell that he's, he's just messing with everybody. Um, Bama two, Michigan State three, Oregon four, Ohio State five, Cincy six. Funniest thing, Oklahoma eight. Yep. I was Notre Dame ten. Been, Notre Dame ten is interesting because I think many of the teams right below them would beat them. Auburn, AM, yep. Baylor. But they only have one loss. It's true. Just like Alabama has one loss, and they're above a bunch of undefeated teams. A bunch? Or, yeah. or two? One, two, three, four. Oh. Who are the four? Michigan State, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Wake Forest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they should be behind Wake Forest. Good point. Never mind. Never mind. You know what? Let's start the second <laughs> one over. That's a good point. I don't think Bama beats any of those teams. Oh. Okay, so I'll say this again. Like, I'm, I'll just I'll shoot all y'all straight. Do you, I think that Bama's the second best team in the country? I think that Bama beats every single one of those teams you just listed off. I think they drub Oklahoma. I think maybe they struggle a little bit with Michigan State for a minute. I don't know, not, but not for long. <laughs> I mean, Michigan State had a hard time keeping up with Michigan speed. 
Think about that. Like for a majority of the game, um, you're you're talking about a few completed passes away from Michigan winning that game. And I don't think they have struggles with Michigan, and I don't like pumpkins. So um, the other thing is, I Wake Forest. Sure, I would love to get into a shootout with a team that gave up 56 points to Army. Let's fucking do it. Oklahoma, Bama would absolutely fucking destroy Oklahoma. Caleb Brooks would be is it Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, yeah, sideline. It just looking like Ice Cube's son. They are twins, by the way. It's amazing. It, like it is. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> um, but like, like he would be on the sidelines, just like begging for Spencer Rattler to go back in. Alabama would fucking trounce Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a garbage team this season, flat out. Now that all that Homer shit is out of my system, as you guys are going to call it, even though it's being objective, should they have been number two? No, absolutely not. No. They should have been, they should have been four at best. They should have been behind. I would have had them behind Cincy. I would have had them behind Michigan State. But here's the thing you guys can't argue. And this is this is what everyone, everyone likes to say this dumb shit without having this is what I always say. Like my toxic trait is I actually look up stats before a game or before what do you call it? Wait, what? Kent State's up 31-21. Dude, we started recording. They were down 21-17 with like two minutes ago to the half. Anyway. Um <laughs> But like I always say this, my toxic trait. Uncle is Chris that, is back. Uncle Chris is back. I always say this, my toxic trait is that I, I always end up looking at all these different lines and looking at all these different stats, and I expect people to do the same, and they don't, and that's fine. But like, but don't go into an argument with with anyone that knows what the fuck they're talking about if you don't have any kind of stats to back it up. If you're gonna say something stupid like, "Well, committee just wants Bama in," or "Bama don't play nobody," well, let's just bring this up real quick here, Tyler. Strength of schedule. This is on ESPN. What? This is crazy. Which one of these teams has the highest strength of schedule out of all the contenders? I guess <gasps> Bama before you even say it. Bama. It was, you're right, dude. Bama. Oh, yeah. It's God, 13. I, just, I can't believe that. I just I that didn't nuts? see that coming. Yeah. yeah. Ohio State, 74. Oklahoma, 69. Uh, nice. Yeah. Cincinnati, 100. Cool. Even nicer. Even nicer. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame, 39. Michigan State, 50. So do you guys, are you starting to see why they might have a, might have put Bama at number one or number two? I mean, they played, a, they've played a good schedule. They've beat ranked teams. They've, they've like, like think about this. I got, sh- I got somebody shitting on their, their loss to A&M earlier this season because, well, they lost A&M and A&M lost Mississippi State. Okay. So Mississippi State has three losses and they're, they're ranked what 18th or 17th, something like that. Mississippi State's the only team in the in the entire rankings that has three wins over top twenty five uh, teams. Three. They're the only team in the entire fucking thing that has three wins over over currently ranked. Uh, what do you call it? top twenty five playoff teams? They would beat them forty nine to nothing or forty nine to nine. They didn't score a single offensive touchdown. Do you, do you think that maybe it's because <gasps> gasp collective gasp? Bama's just a good football team. And they are the second best team in the country. They're not going to beat Georgia, and it doesn't fucking matter. So why are we why are we getting so upset about it? Because y'all are fragile. I think your homerism aside. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, I think if there was a BCS system, this is exactly how they would be ranked. That there wouldn't be. They, they came out with that today. They actually ran the numbers. What did they <laughs> since, say? Since he would be four, Michigan State three, Bama four. I mean, since he would be two. I. Okay, I guess. Well, maybe, maybe, I don't know how that's possible with their yeah. strength of schedule. 
I feel it's, like the com- I feel like the computers would have it. I mean, obviously, I'm wrong, but I, I feel like if if I think about looking at blind resumes, while Michigan State has a decent resume, there's also we have seen them play. There's no chance that they they are holding up against an Alabama. Nope. And up until so, Michigan, I don't think they played a team over 500. I'm totally fine with these rankings. I. Would yeah. Georgia beat Alabama? I think so. Would Alabama beat Michigan State and everyone behind them? Yes, Michigan State and on down the list. Oregon and Ohio State, like if I think if they played again, Ohio State might beat Oregon, but they have already beat them once, Oregon has. So I have them ahead yeah. of them. And so and you have to you here, and I'll give my Texas beat hot take right now, and that is that the committee got it right. You you have to win on the field and it has to matter. And and now before any of you start freaking out and say, well, this is, if if they went on the field, then how come they lost to AM? They lost to the right number 14th team in the country by three points on the road. Cincinnati beat 100 plus thousand fans, crazy right. atmosphere. Since you're talking about Alabama here, and Cincinnati, Cincinnati has the hundredth ranked strength of schedule, even with a win on the road against Notre Dame. How bad is the rest of that strength of schedule have to be if you're still being propped up by that? Probably pretty bad. And I tell you what, it's not Cincy's fault. They play the teams that are in front of them, but I tell you what, it is their fault. You go play a two-lane team that's one and eight or one and seven, and you fucking struggle with them the entire game. That's on you guys. Like, oh, that was in Oklahoma you were talking about? No, I'm talking about I'm talking about Cincinnati. <laughs> they struggled with Tulane as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that was another thing too. Somebody somebody brought the fact that it was like I can't believe Oklahoma's being punished because they barely beat, they almost lost to Kansas. No, Oklahoma almost lost to almost everyone on their schedule. They are terrible. They are a garbage yeah. team this year. So bottom line, like I, it doesn't matter because if Bama, Bama wins out, they get in anyway. If, if Bama does what we all know that's going to, like what they're going to do, which is lose to Georgia by 14 points or more in the SC championship game, they're gone. So it doesn't matter. Like calm down. It's, it's November. We just got done with Halloween. Let's just pump the brakes. Well, it's it's going to play itself out. I mean, um, there's some great games over the next couple of weeks that are really going to determine a lot, especially in the SEC. With that, I think we should start looking into some of the games, not only in the conference, but just across the country. Are you ready for my Texas Pete hot take? I don't care, Tyler. I'm eating some popcorn. I'm ready for it. With some Texas Pete dust on it. There are a lot of big spreads in the SEC this week. Um, I think there's going to be one that may actually win outright. Ooh. Oh, no, I'm not talking about LSU. The Gamecocks come out 7.30 on a, on a Saturday night at home, 18-point underdogs. You can't disrespect the Cox like that. You know, everyone's going to be fired up. I hate South Carolina. I think they're awful. Why? Why do you hate them? <laughs> well, I don't hate them. I just hate the pick. Yeah. I don't think South Carolina is good at all. No, um, Florida, I don't know what the hell's going on there. Like, it seems well, like we'll nothing is on the right the end of page. The season. Okay, right now it's not what's going on their season. It's football season. So we'll talk about that at when That's it's true. what's going on their season. Shut down, you know, the practices to the media. No media availability this week from any of the players. I don't feel like the team is bought in with Mullen. And how motivated are they going to be to play in this game? And then on top of that, you're on the road at night. It should be a good environment for South Carolina. 
I would definitely take the plus 18. Hey, Gamecock surprise everybody. Take down Florida this week. Hot. It's it's a hot take, Chris. I mean, look. Let's go. Let's go talk about the rest of the games. This is a I stretch. hate it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get that clip though. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get to the games that should be good and will matter. It's on. Um, I think let's start with. All right. I, do you want to start with LSU Alabama since it's probably not the best game on the slate? We can. <laughs> All right. I'm going to let you know right now, I'm going to be venomous about this game. I don't give oh a fuck. Oh, God. Here we go. LSU oh, at that. number two, Alabama. 7 p.m. on ESPN. Bama, a 28.5 point favorite. My mouth. Uh, opened at 24.5. Bama's been getting heavy action. Moved up to 28.5, over 66. Both teams coming off a bye. Max Johnson, the last time LSU played against Ole Miss had his worst start of the season. He went for 146 yards, no touchdowns, one pick against an Ole Miss defense that hasn't really stopped many people over this course of the year. He eventually got replaced in that game by freshman Garrett Nussmeyer. Nussmeyer actually wasn't bad. He was seven for 12 for 103 passing yards and a touchdown. So I don't know. We'll see. He was, he's, he's a highly ranked kid, but, uh, coming in, I think Max is still the starter, obviously, but it should be yeah. interesting to see if Nussmeier gets some play. Um, Todd, four and one against the spread over the last five after that uh, little hiccup there at uh, College Station. Um, they've won those four games by an average of 34 and a half points. So you like that trend. Uh, Bryce Young, obviously, been outstanding for Alabama this year. Uh, completed 70% of his passes. 69. Oh, uh, my bad dog. Yeah. 2,400 th- yards, 26 touchdown passes, only three picks. I believe he is still the favorite for the Heisman. Um, Alabama's defense this year, it, Don't. you know, I think Don't. we were thinking it would be better. It uh, is. There have been some better than it is. Oh, I mean, not better than it was last year. It's just so fucking stupid. Coming into this. You said it was going to be the best defense they've had since 2017. I said I it was the most experienced defense they've had since 20 since Saban's been there. And that was true. I think you thought the defense would be better than, than it has been. Is that fair okay. to say or no? Have they been really bad? Because I'm not, trying to I'm really trying to bad, but I thought let, let me I get think... this out because hold on, hold on. No, before you yeah, say yeah, another yeah. word, let me get this yeah. straight because Tennessee came in with the fifth best rushing offense in the country. Yep. And they were held to 64 total fucking yards. And at the end of that, at the after that game, they were the 14th best rushing defense. Mike Leach had a had a had a bye week to prepare for Alabama. Mm-hmm. What did he do? Zero points on the scoreboard. Lane Kiffin had a bye week to prepare for Alabama. What did he do? Zero points on the scoreboard in the first half. All this bullshit about how Bama's defense is not that good is is a joke. It's a you, joke. You're missing some games. What am I missing? A and M, Florida. Florida, they gave up 29 points. I feel like Florida kind of had their way on offense in that game. Did they? Do you think that Bama made any kind of um, improvements after that or not? Because I feel like... Well, then, you know, I think shortly after the A&M game, A&M right up and down the field there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They did. They did for They did for the first half. You're a very good point. And what's-his-name played out of his mind and had a Steven Garcia game. And you know what? This defense is terrible. And I, you know, terrible. I honestly... Not- I mean, they're, they're second in the, in the SEC right now, which is awful. I mean, just awful i don't even 31st know even... in scoring defense in the country i mean what? that's no way out of the top 25 chris 
Wow. So they're second in the SEC behind Georgia in, in total yards allowed. Uh, second in rushing yards allowed. Man, this is really bad. This is honestly like I'm. I'm. Uh, oof. I don't even know how they feel to team. Um, they lead the cut. They lead the SEC in interceptions, which is, I mean, like that's not a stat that even matters. That's a luck stat. But yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. It's very very fair. Um, I mean, just honestly, the team the team itself is bad. I think LSU will probably go up and down the field on them. I think you know, like, what's his name? He didn't find just fucking lightning in a bottle and in College Station that night. And 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 Florida, you know, we should definitely bring that up because Florida based their whole season off that. So. No, go on, man. Go on. I'm keeping eating this popcorn. Yeah, so Bama's definitely not as good as you thought they were going to be on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so LSU, obviously, you know, they're an interim Ed O territory here. So if LSU you never know what they're going to bring. Touchdowns on Alabama this weekend. I'll get I'll get a, a tattoo Wait, of you. All right, what's the bet? <laughs> <laughs> wait, what's the bet? What's the bet? What's the bet? Yeah, LSU scores over 20 points this weekend. Wait, we changed it, I feel like. If they score over two offensive touchdowns, <laughs> I will get a Brave A or Georgia G tattooed on my body. Oh, God. I love it. All right. Love I'll get, you know what? I'll get a Tiger <laughs> Eye. I'll get a Tiger Eye. Okay. You guys are all here as witnesses. Yeah. That is the bet. I also happen to believe that Bama stomps LSU, but what are you looking for? From I'm looking Alabama for, some, this for game? some respect for at some point with all these you and these idiot fans that are sitting here talking about how Bama's defense is so bad. Um, I mean, I, listen, if you think that's just because I'm a jaded fan, you're probably right. But if you think that I have forgotten about what that team did two years ago. Not not to not to Alabama as a team. Adius Moss was out of bounds. They won by five points. It's the greatest team of all time. Blah, 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 blah. If you think that I forgot what the fan base, what Coach Orgeron did, I hope from start to finish they have a camera right fucking here on Coach O. From the moment he steps into that, I hope they put clowns and shit in, in that in that locker room. That's exactly what's going to be stepping in there this year. It's just a, a team full of clowns that think they're actually an SEC football team. I'll throw that out there. And two or three, I don't even know <laughs> what point I'm on right now. Yeah, I'm saying it. Alabama is going to make this hurt so I'm talking about like, like a, a I don't know, um, a prostate exam without knowing you're getting a prostate exam type of pain. Like that's that's the kind of pain we're talking about right now. It's going to be awful. It's going to be awful, and I can't wait. Wow. Big words. <laughs> All I right. Do. Number 17, Mississippi State at Arkansas. Four o'clock on SEC Network. Arkansas minus five, which I thought was interesting. How was this game on the, SEC Network? The dreaded five-point favorite. Uh, oh, 55 yeah. and a half is the over uh mississippi state on a little bit of a run here um they won three of their last four including a pretty good huh beat Crazy. down of kentucky last week where will rogers <laughs> set an sec single game record for completion percentage at 92 yeah. percent uh will rogers is third in the country in the fbs in uh yards passing arkansas they're kind of on the other way they're one in three since the big win over a and m they still have to go to Ar- or Alabama. They still have to go to LSU. 
I feel like Arkansas just hasn't kind of been in the conversation over the last few weeks just because they've been on a bad little slide. Then they played an FCS game. Then they were on a bye. But now they're five-point favorites over a ranked team at home. Um, they actually won last season, 21-14. I don't know. What are you thinking here? Arkansas, mean. one and seven in their last eight against uh, just the SEC straight up, which I thought was weird. I think Arkansas is a better football team. Um, I think we haven't talked about them because I think Mississippi State's good. I think Mississippi State's getting they should they're not getting as much credit as they should be getting, but I think Arkansas is better. They're coming off a bye week, basically. Um, they were like a trash opponent, I think, last week. Um, I think Arkansas wins because they're at home. Um, I think they probably got a little bit healthier, and I think they go in and and, and beat them. That five point five point spread is the worst. So you think they're going to win at home? Yeah, I do. I do too. But I think Mississippi State covers. I think it's a close game, three-point game, something like that. Um, but I'll take Arkansas to win. I, they're 14-6 and six against the spread, which doesn't make me feel great because I feel like maybe they could win by more than three. Right. But um, I don't know. Mississippi State, they're 7-2 and two in their last nine against Arkansas, 4-1 um, and one against the spread in their last five road games. So I'll take them to cover, but Arkansas to win. The fact that we're not going to talk about Liberty Ole Miss sucks. Yeah, like not well, us personally. Well, I'm saying in general, like like it sucks that that was like a 12 o'clock SEC Network game. Yeah, and I think people were expecting Liberty to be a little bit better than they were yeah. this year. Um, I mean, Ole Miss is still they're not double digit favorites. I mean, they're right. what, it's nine and a half. Right. But Hugh Freeze coming into Oxford, and that's a story in itself. Yeah um Malik Willis I think people still think highly of him as a QB but I don't know I mean is is real quick on that I mean what do you think about Ole Miss right now do you think they're be, like too beat up to like do you think they're gonna stumble here on the stretch I haven't looked at their their schedule but obviously they got Mississippi last State. Week. I mean exactly what I was saying last week is like they are they are like stumbling into the finish line because you have ridden Matt Corral about as far as he can go by himself. Um, the defense is what the defense is, which is not great. I, I just – I have a hard time thinking that they're going to go into this game and trounce Liberty, even if – because I don't even I don't even know if they have the athletes. You know what I mean? Like, they, they have. But, like, what Ole Miss needs – you know, this is what's so fucking stupid, and I don't understand why teams do this so much. But taking a bye week after week three is not a good move. It's just not. Like you need you need to get your team healed. Like that's not when you're in the meat of your schedule. Um, they took that bye week before the meat of their schedule, and you know the next five games were pretty tough. So I, I think Ole Miss wins. I think it's close. Yeah, I, I tell you what, if they lose, Kevin Kevin will be in LSU by next week. Yeah, that's the prediction. Yeah, like that wrong, but still. Um, what I think will be probably, I mean, it's slated to be the closest game of the week. Tennessee at number 18, Kentucky. Yeah. Seven o'clock. So it's a <clears> night <throat> game on ESPN2. It's a pick them right now. Nobody's favorite, Chris. Nobody's Over favorite. Over 56 and a half. I feel like Kentucky needs this one just to kind of get the vibes going again. Um, started off hot. Understandably lost to Georgia, but then weirdly got destroyed by Mississippi state last week. Bad. Um, 
they were the team that allowed the SEC completion percentage record, um, which isn't like their defense. They were outgained on the ground by Mississippi State somehow. That was a team that, that doesn't even run. And Chris Rodriguez is a beast. Yeah. Um, they're back at home where they're five and zero this year. They need to get Chris Rodriguez back going. Um, I mean, again, it's understandable against Georgia to have a, a bad game, but to get outrushed by a, an air raid team, yeah, weird. not something you would expect. Yeah. Um, I've talked about it all the last few weeks. I mean, I've been impressed with Tennessee. They they had a bye. Heupel said they're getting a lot more healthy after the bye. Um, Kentucky destroyed Tennessee in Knoxville last year. So that has to be on the mind of Tennessee. Interesting stat. If Kentucky can win this, it would be their first back-to-back wins over Tennessee since 76-77. So it's been a long time since they've had two straight wins. Um, Personally, I think Tennessee breaks breaks through and wins the game on the road at night. Tennessee 11-3 against the spread in their last 14 against Kentucky. Um, Love that stat. 17-3 17 yeah. and 3 in their last 20 against Kentucky. Love that stat. Um 6 and 1 against the spread in the last 7 at Kentucky. I think they create a few turnovers. Levis, don't trust them. I think Kentucky, like we talked about earlier in the week, they don't seem to want to even run the ball right now. It's no. all passing. Um I think that does not bode well for them. Like they need to get back to Chris Rodriguez. But Tennessee is actually pretty good against the run. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go Tennessee here. And I wouldn't actually be an upset since it's a pick but I think, like, most people would probably expect Kentucky to win this game. What do you think? I'm going to go Tennessee strictly because of what happened last week with Vegas. And that is whenever Vegas does something like this, they know something, right? Yeah. And they obviously knew something with – what do you call it? They obviously knew something when they put – excuse me. Popcorn girls, man. Probably should not have been eating these. Um, yeah, it's weird to eat during a podcast, I feel. but Okay, shut up, Tyler. <laughs> Just shut up. Um, so, no. <laughs> so, Kentucky came into the start the last week. Number 12 team in the country against an unranked team. They were they were zero. Or they're zero. They were they were like a one-point favorite. Um, now they're, they're a zero-point favorite. They're a pickup. Um, I'm assuming Vegas knows more than I do, so I'm going to take Tennessee based off that, but I'm not going to feel good about it. Okay, that's fair. There's a lot of weird lines this week, and I I think it's going to be a a crazy week just given that the last time we felt like there wasn't like a that necessarily strong of a slate, there was just absolute madness. This is that weekend has that feel to it. I mean, I'm looking around like UNC is a two and a half point favorite over undefeated Wake Forest at home. That line's weird as hell to me. Like, I feel like Wake Forest is going to destroy North Carolina. Um, all right. Last game in the SEC. It's the big one of the week. It's the three thirty CBS game. Number 13, Auburn at number 14, Texas A&M. We're not talking A&M. about Georgia Mizzou. We don't really need to. No. Okay. I mean, Georgia by a million. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm okay. I think Missouri is the second worst team in the SEC. They might be the worst. Yeah. I mean, I, I know they're not as bad as Vandy, but Jesus Christ, they are bad. Yeah. Um, AM four and a half point favorites over under 49. Um, Auburn actually still controls their own destiny in the West, which 
I guess doesn't shock me, but I felt like that was a weird stat. And then I remembered they lost to Penn State for one of those, right. which is um, out of conference. So them in Alabama, if if they can continue to win, it's going to end up being a massive game. Yeah, in Auburn, I know that scares you. Yeah, um, lost three of the last four. <laughs> Auburn's coming off the big victory uh, over Ole Miss last week. Bo Nix, quite the turnaround for Bo this year. Yeah, um, only two picks on the season. So he's not Bo picks this year. Um, he's been efficient. They got a strong running game. Um, Tank Bigsby, obviously, and a bit of a surprise in Jarquez Hunter this year. Uh, defense has been good. They they handled Ole Miss, I thought, pretty well last week, even if Ole Miss is a little beat up and missing some players. Um, their only losses are against Georgia and you know the whiteout at Penn State. That's, that's right. a that's a tough environment. Um, so I don't know if if road Bo Nix is still a thing has me a little concerned I will say fair I feel like that could rear its ugly head at any point um and obviously A&M started off slow they had the injury Haynes King Zach Calzada comes in not great for a while they get the upset of Bama now they've been on kind of a little bit of a streak here they've been playing some not so great teams but looking very good um as uh, as compared to the beginning of the season Starts with the run game. Um, Spiller and Shane are doing their thing, both averaging over seven yard or uh, six yards a carry. Um, Calzada in this game, I don't know. You know, he's been okay this year. He had the, the one very good game. I like Auburn's defense. A and M's got was a very good Tyler? defense as well, though. What's that? Which one was that? Which was his very good game? I can't remember, but he had one yeah. good one. Um, their defense is only allowing 16 yard uh, points per game, which is fourth in the country behind Georgia, Cincinnati, and Clemson. So I feel like A&M is going to cover the spread here. I feel like their defense is going to do enough. to. There's gonna, they are going to create some turnovers against Bo Nix, even though he has had a good year in that area. Um, I just, it's been, it's tough to bet against Auburn at this point because they've yeah. looked very good. Auburn Jesus back. Um, but can you get up two weeks in a row on the road? Um, A and M has kind of had some warm up games, I guess you could call them, coming up into this game. Um, I think I'm going to take. I think A and M's getting better um, as Calzada's had more time, and I'll take A and M to cover. And um, you know, A and M eight and three against the spread in the last eleven, so I'll take them to do it again. A and M wins by a touchdown. So first off, hammer the under. Just yeah. hammer the under because um, both teams are not going to put up as many points. But for me, I'm going to go Auburn. I think that Auburn's playing really well right now. I think that Auburn is really good. They've won the last time they were in in um, A&M. It really wasn't even close. Uh, it kind of jumped on them from, from jump. So I think Auburn goes into College Station. I think that Bo Nix has played at least better on the road. This won't be a Bo Nix, Bo Nix touch, to, uh, touch pass game. You're going to need him to make a couple plays. Um but I, I'm going to go on a bold, bold prediction here and say that Auburn wins with TJ Finley coming in in the second half because I think it's going to be a very low-scoring, difficult game, and they might need a little spark off the bench. I think Auburn wins. Um, I think they win by four, and that is it. Wow. That would be a massive win for Brian Harson. I feel. Yeah, huge. Okay, well, hey, look, I'll be um, with my Auburn brother-in-law this weekend watching the game, so Gross. he'll be happy um okay cool well that's uh that's the end of the picks that's the end of the show yeah 
We're going to get back to voicemails this week. Send them. It's, it's been a couple. 424-430-0045. Call us. If you're, if you're a Florida fan, you guys lose to South Carolina, you got to call in. Yeah. All right, that's Let me know. I, I have to get a tattoo this weekend. Yeah. If you're an LSU fan and you guys score more than two offensive touchdowns against Bama, let us know about it in the voicemails. We yeah. got to remind Uncle Chris about that. Um, but yeah, 424-430-0045. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. Keep it classy. We filter through these bitches. Yeah. And we will play the best ones on our next show. I want to I want to read you one thing before we get when we sign off here. Um Caleb Brooks has tweeted this. I don't know who this kid is, but he's spot on. We'll leave you with this. My favorite tradition in college football is people complaining that the program that has won six titles in the last 12 seasons and played for eight of the last 12 is somehow ranked too high every year. You guys have a great weekend. Love you all. Bye.